I've never considered myself to be a believer in the supernatural, but in recent months, I've been having some strange experiences. They are difficult for me to explain. Honestly, I fear that I may be going insane. Perhaps I should start at the beginning. I was in a relationship with a beautiful young woman named Vanessa. We were very close, and I truly thought that she would be the one. Then, six years ago, she was killed in a drunk driving incident. Her death devastated me to the core, and for the next couple of years, I completely shut down emotionally, especially around the opposite sex. Eventually, I met another young woman named Jennifer. We seemed to hit it off well, and she helped me climb out of my self-imposed shell and open up again. In time, I fell in love with her, and I wanted to take it to the next step. But I was still haunted by the loss of Vanessa, and I feared I may lose Jennifer the same way. Then, one night, I had a dream about Vanessa. In the dream... We were sitting down in my living room couch, just shooting the breeze. It all seemed so real. I've missed you so much, I said. I know, I've missed you too, she replied. Life hasn't been the same without you. I'm still finding it difficult to move on. Have you found another woman? she asked. I'm not sure that I want to talk about it. You have found someone, haven't you? She didn't sound upset, just curious. I sighed in defeat. Yeah, I guess you could say that I have. There's no question, I've fallen for her, but... But what? I don't wish to betray your memory, I said, while barely holding back tears. She smiled and held my hand. My time in the world is over. Although I cherished our time together... I don't want you to remain in grief and agony forever. Not even for me. She will make you happy. Don't be afraid to start over. I opened my mouth to say more, but that's when I woke up. I spent the next day or so pondering what I had gone over with myself in my subconscious. Perhaps it was time to start over. I confessed my feelings to Jennifer, and much to my delight... She reciprocated. Eventually, we married, and I had fathered twin boys. And that's when things began to get weird. It happened one night when my twins were two. I was in the living room playing with them after a long day at work while Jennifer, who is an excellent cook, was in the kitchen fixing our favorite dish. It started out normal enough, like any other night. Then... I could have sworn I heard a voice say, Alarm malfunction. I looked up at the sound of the voice. Did you say something, honey? No? Huh. I could have sworn I heard something. I didn't hear anything. I shrugged it off and went back to entertaining my sons. A few minutes passed and then I heard it again. Alarm malfunction. There it goes again. What was that, sweetie? You didn't hear it? It said, alarm malfunction. I haven't heard a thing, dear. An awkward silence ensued. Then, 
that voice came again. Alarm, malfunction. For reasons I can't explain, I somehow felt compelled to obey this odd voice. I got up from the living room and walked toward our burglar alarm in the hallway. Lo and behold, the machine was indeed malfunctioning. Fortunately, I'm a decent mechanic and was able to fix it in a few minutes. Then, I had a pleasant dinner with Jennifer and the boys. That night, we woke up to the sound of an alarm blaring. Someone had broken into the house. Whoever it was, they were not deterred by the burglar alarm because we could hear him roaming around downstairs. My wife and sons hid in our bathroom while I pulled my 12-gauge shotgun out of the closet. I opened the bedroom door and I saw a man dressed in black ascend the staircase. I pumped the shotgun, and he stopped dead in his tracks. He remained frozen in place until the police arrived to arrest him. Jennifer and the twins would spend the rest of the night at a nearby hotel, but I stayed at home to gather my thoughts. My mind wandered back to that strange voice. Who was it? Where was it coming from? But I was less worried about that than the fact that I was about the fact that I was hearing voices at all. After all, only crazy people hear voices, right? Then again, it did save my life, as well as my family, but that's just a coincidence. Two months later, and I had forgotten about the whole thing, I was scheduled for a job interview with a large technical firm, and I was very excited about it because this new job would help me to better support my family. I was driving to the company's main building downtown, humming my favorite songs to myself to pass the time. Then, the voice returned. Don't go in there. It sounded like a forceful whisper. I turned around and looked in the back seat to see if anyone had somehow managed to sneak into my car, but no one was there. I arrived at the building and get my briefcase out of my car. As I approached the building, the voice spoke again. Don't go in there. I stopped in the middle of the parking lot. As before, I felt compelled to listen to what the voice was telling me, but this time, I tried to ignore it. As soon as I took one step closer, don't go in. The voice was louder and more insistent. It sounded more clear than it had before. It was definitely female. I stood there for several minutes before finally throwing my hands up in frustration. I turned around and walked away from the building and headed toward a bar two blocks away. I felt like I needed a drink, and badly. Before I could take a sip from my scotch, I heard a very loud explosion. I rushed out of the bar and saw something truly horrifying. The top floor of the building, where my interview had been scheduled, was on fire. It was burning furiously, and people were running in the streets, screaming. Jennifer embraced me tightly when I returned home, relieved that I wasn't hurt, but as for me, my mind was all over the place. That night, I couldn't sleep. I was thinking about the strange, disembodied female voice that I had heard today and that one night two months ago. I was beginning to fear that I was losing my sanity. Suddenly, it occurred to me exactly who it sounded like. Vanessa. But it can't be. She's been dead for six years. No, I'm going crazy, that's the only explanation. 
feeling a need to clear my head, I got up out of bed and went out for a late night drive. I hadn't been driving five minutes when the voice reappeared. Danger ahead. I ignored it and pressed forward. I was approaching an intersection. There didn't seem to be any other cars on the street that night. Danger ahead. I began driving faster. Danger ahead. I entered the intersection, and I heard a loud crash. Next thing I knew, my car was flipping over and... All I could hear was the sound of broken glass and twisted metal. My next memory was of some strange, empty void, although my vision was blurry and I couldn't really make out what it was. The voice spoke once more, but in a calmer and reassuring tone. It's not your time yet. Your family needs you. Farewell. I love you. A bright flash of light and I woke up in a hospital bed surrounded by friends and family. If you're having a hard time believing this story, I don't blame you. I understand that these accounts sound like the rambling of a crazy person, but I just can't ignore everything that's happened. Remember the dream that I mentioned earlier? Was it really just a dream? Or a message from beyond? Am I going insane, or is my dead girlfriend watching over me from beyond the grave? To start, let me tell you who I am. My name is Sierra, and I'm currently 24 years old. My boyfriend, Daniel, passed away around four months ago from an incredibly aggressive brain tumor, one that basically stole his life from him very quickly. Daniel and I had been friends since we were around 14, and we decided to start dating when I was 19, so about five years ago. He and I were very close, and were planning our future together when he got the diagnosis, and he was basically told that he had less than a year to live. After I lost him, I was an obvious wreck. I moved out of our apartment and in with my mother, something I didn't want to do, but I couldn't afford the apartment on my own with my job. I shut everyone out of my life for the first month, just wanting to be alone and left to basically decay at my own pace in my bed. I hardly ate, and would pretty much shower once a week, and the only time out of the room was when I went to work. It was about two months ago, and I would start having these vivid dreams about Daniel. I remembered a lot of them honestly because they meant a lot to me. The first one I had was of me and him at the doctor's office. I remember the doctor telling me that I was pregnant and it was going to be a boy, which doesn't make sense if I had just found out I was pregnant, they wouldn't know the gender like that. I remember the look on Daniel's face in that dream. It was one of pure joy, like he wanted to cry. Then, I had a dream of he and I getting married. It may sound stupid, but it wasn't like a massive wedding in the dream, it was a courthouse wedding. I remember that there were around five people in the courthouse with us, 
and I was so elated to be marrying the man I loved. There were a few more that I could cover, but honestly typing this out makes me want to cry. I would dream about him every night, and it was starting to affect my mental state. I was starting to think that I could take my own life and be with him again, and that's what he wanted to show me. The last night that I dreamt of him, I literally asked him. Before I went to bed, I sat up and said, Daniel, is there any way for me to be with you? I just need you to tell me if I can be with you. After I asked, I just sat there on my bed with my back against the wall, and eventually, I dozed off. That night was the last dream I had had about Daniel, and it was by far the strangest. The dream took place at his funeral, but he was in the casket and also sitting next to me. I was the only person there, and I was dressed in casual clothing, jeans and a t-shirt. I remember that I was just sitting there and sobbing in the dream, crying my eyes out and wishing that I could be with him again. He put his arm around me and told me that he was so sorry that our time was cut so short. I asked him if I could just end it and be with him again, but he told me that wasn't an option. I asked why not, and he told me that I had too much left to accomplish in my life. He explained that he had sent me the dreams from the other side, and that he wanted me to see what we could have. He said he didn't mean to hurt me, and he thought it would make me happy to know what could have been, but he realized that it did hurt me. I told him that it only hurt because it couldn't happen anymore, and he told me that it could, just not with him. I was so confused by this statement. I didn't want it to happen with anyone but him. Finally, he stood up and told me that he had to go, and that he couldn't send me any more dreams. I stood up and tried to run over to him, but my legs would not move. He turned and looked at me with his bright smile, and told me that he loved me, but that I had to keep going for his sake. I watched as he closed the casket, and then faded away. I remember waking up from this dream drenched in sweat and tears, and feeling like I was going to get physically ill. Unfortunately, that night was the last night I had any of those dreams. I still have the occasional dream with him in it, but none feel as real as those ones did. I firmly believe that Daniel was trying to show me the life that we would have had had he not passed away, and he had the best intentions in doing so. He wanted me to know that he was going to be okay and that he was hurt just as bad by losing our future. I haven't moved on or started seeing anyone new yet, it's only been four months, but I know I'm going to have to someday, because that's what he would have wanted more than anything. Honestly, there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss him, and I wish he was here, but I'm also glad that I got to actually say goodbye to him one last time, even if it was in my sleep.
Stop My Friends was a collection of two stories that were messages from the other side. Interesting little concept I wanted to group together. It's only two stories. I know it's not a long video, but still, like I said, interesting nonetheless. If you enjoyed this and would like more content like this, please do consider subscribing to the channel, hitting the bell icon, following me on social media platforms, and if you really want to support the channel, doing so over Patreon, Coffee, or channel memberships. All of them are optional. All of them are greatly appreciated. If you choose to do any of them, thank you. If not, that's okay. Just want to say thank you to everybody who has done all those, and thank you to everyone who listens. I hope you all have a beautiful day, and I hope I'll see you on the next video. But until then, sleep well.